more friendly episode 98 i believe so <laughs> two more weeks two more weeks and then it's the drunk episode yes not only the junk episode but our five-year anniversary of this podcast. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. Because we started in late July mm. of 2014. That's a long time. Jesus long time Christ. Ago. We've grown so much since then. <laughs> I think what we should also do for our five-year slash 100th episode anniversary mm-hmm. is go through and find our highlights reel. <laughs> Would you call it a highlights reel or a lowlights reel? Both. Depends on who you're asking. I mean, we'd have to have the constitution to actually listen through this many podcasts, for mm, starters. Yes. <laughs> but one thing that I'm quite excited for is looking through the old episodes and realizing when we actually had a plan. <laughs> that might have been a long time ago. Because can you remember what our... Um, first podcasts were they were structured we had historical analysis we were playing video games <laughs> what a fucking well, crazy world well it was it was way more focused on history and things like that because yeah. we had other podcasts to cover the other topics and now we're the yeah. only ones left we're like the only ones who survived this zombie the only apocalypse. ones still going <laughs> yes cannibalized all the other podcasts and all their topics and things and now, and now nobody just... else can have a podcast <laughs> just as yes. we might start doing live video stuff too now that load disorder has kind of slowed down so there we go we cannibalize that too i mean do you want to see my live working face <laughs> i'm really? sure people would want to see yours uh, mine i'm not so sure about but... i don't know i've seen a photo of you now you're quite <laughs> handsome <laughs> Handsome and old and decomposing. I don't know what the uh, phrase is. Without wanting to sound racist, white (laughs) people age the worst. Ah, maybe. (laughs) How you're like in your 30s, aren't you? Yeah, I have that Asian dad look, I guess, without being a dad. Asian dad energy. Yeah, whereas I'm not going to be looking that good at that age. Yes, actually, I'm 87 years old, Alice, and so... I thought all Asians, when they hit the age of 50, immediately grew a foot-long beard. Oh, that's true. Well, it's going to be a Fu Manchu thing with me, so... Because I can't grow a beard. I I can only grow, like, hair on the sides and not the philtrum. It'll just be like a Fu Manchu thing. It'll it'll look bad. No, but I think you'll look fine. I think the aging stuff, the knowledge and information on like what causes aging wasn't as robust as it is now. So I think this next generation coming forward, everybody is going to look great at age 50. They're going to all look like Nicole Kidman. I don't know. Isn't like one of the key reasons for aging like drinking? True. <laughs> drinking is bad. Uh, does it show externally though? I thought it was mostly internally drinking. Like your uh, organs would get fucked up and not your, like, you're not no, going to get like, like I think it reflects on, because like if your liver gets fucked up, then you turn yellow. Ah, that is true. You turn into Homer Simpson. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Homer Simpson, a very popular character. I guess not the most attractive uh, or model of attractiveness, but still, he's got a niche. Whatever. You'll be fine. You'll age gracefully. Like I said, Nicole Kidman. She's like 80 years old, isn't she? Yeah. I could be like Keanu Reeves. Keanu too. Also someone who has been bitten by a vampire. Or um oh um Aunt May. 
Who plays Aunt May uh, in the new Marissa Spider-Man? Marissa Tomei, yeah. also someone. Nicole Kidman, actually 52 years old. Mm. Marissa Winona Tomei. Ryder, she's 37, isn't she? Marissa Tomei, 54 years old. So there you go. White people are fine too. Just like heavy on the sunscreen, you'll be all right. Yeah, I do burn to a crisp now that I'm the fake ginger. I suppose eating healthy's on there as well. Yeah. But not to the point of um, Gwyneth Paltrow where I'm shoving a fucking jade egg up my vagina. Oh, no, no. Don't do that. Just eat vegan. Aren't you a vegan now? Or, um, or I were? was about midway through our podcast. <laughs> that has changed greatly. <laughs> I still eat healthily-ish, mm. unless it's the weekend. <laughs> you got I know, I'd say I'd say three, about three days a week I'm vegan. Yeah, I tried one of those Beyond Meat sausages like I showed you. I'm also going to try their ground beef, but it just doesn't taste the same. It's Yeah, but their burgers are fabulous. Oh, really? I'm going to try uh, the ground beef next, but it's just, yeah, I I don't know. The planet might be doomed. <laughs> might have to eat, stick mm. to eating meat. Now, I think sausages, you probably don't have them over in Miracleland, but Linda McCartney's vegan sausages are absolutely fantastic. Oh, really? They don't taste like real sausages, but they've got all the protein and all of the fat, and they taste really nice. Yeah, it didn't taste bad. It just didn't taste as Like a good. sausage. Yeah, so it was, like, it was a brat, so I was, like, you know, cooking brats and the beer and all that, and it just... It just did not taste the same. Anyways, <laughs> how are you? How has uh, your life been since we last talked? So my life for the um, last weekend has revolved around my guinea pigs. Yes. <laughs> so me and my boyfriend, we like to get drunk. And we went to this uh, music festival in Nottingham this weekend. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't drink much in the grand scheme of things, but I hadn't eaten. I hadn't eaten since 12 o'clock that day. And when I got to the festival, it was seven o'clock. <laughs> so I had six beers mm. on an empty stomach. So I was a little bit trashed. And um, so we went back and uh, my guinea pig Luna's got a bit of a poorly eye at the minute. So I got her out of a hutch. Then uh, we wake up six hours later and James is going to the toilet and he has a look in. And he's like, Alice, I think Luna's escaped. <laughs> and we were like, oh shit. Oh no. So we were tearing apart his flat at six o'clock in the morning. And then I look over and there, curled up on the cushion, is Luna. She has been sat in bed with us for the last six hours, completely contently. She's currently having a nap. Mm, It's always the last place you look. You you probably would have torn up all of uh, Nottingham before you looked in the bed. It's the fact that we were slept in the bed (laughs) with the pig. And she was just sitting there really contentedly. She uh, hadn't wet anything. She'd done a couple of poos, but guinea pig poos nah. are quite solid, so we were able to put them in the bin very easily. And it was just fucking madness. Which is uh, more than you could say for most drunk people who probably went to the festival. Their, mm. their beds are probably completely drenched. Yeah, with vomit and sick and beer and piss. Instead, we just had a guinea pig. Yes. <laughs> so that was really quite a magical experience. She was very grateful to be back in her hutch mind. Instead of between the two drunk people. But the thing is, I've had a lot of guinea pig related things happen recently. I think it's because I'm stressed out because Luna has got a poorly eye at the minute. But um, on the Friday night, um, I also had 
this dream. And I must preface this episode by saying that um, I don't dream very frequently. It is very rare for me to be able to remember my dreams. Mm -hmm. And it is rare for me to have a dream that's so vivid that I can remember it a couple of days after. So um, allow me to regale you with the plot of the next Avengers film. (laughs) So this is in a post-Endgame universe. Thanos is dead. The threat to the Infinity Stones is gone. Oh, so I've returned in this universe. Yeah. I had been snapped out previously, obviously. (laughs) No, you haven't. Iron Man is dead after his noble sacrifice. Captain America kind of partially offed himself by going back in time, and now he's an old man who's dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was part of the battle with Thanos. I mean, there were so many people at that fucking battle, anything could have fucking happened. Yeah. Whereas I came through the portal and just ran in the opposite direction because I was <laughs> not about to get involved. Yes, yes, screaming like a child. Yeah, so um, <laughs> after the battle with Thanos... I am living alone with my wonderful guinea pig Luna, mm-hmm. and I live in a studio apartment. This is something that I remember quite vividly. Oh. I live in a studio apartment. How are you apartment, affording that? So it's all one room. <laughs> the podcast must have really taken off while I was gone. Nah, it's that Avengers severance pay, isn't it? <laughs> okay. Because I was thinking you and Luna, I guess, were just you know going on the podcast by yourselves with, while I was snapped out, and you made all this money, and it, I was just holding you back. It was just... Nah, don't worry <laughs> about that, mate. Don't worry about that. Okay, so you have this fancy, expensive studio. Oh, no, studio apartment in the UK means a one-room flat. Yes, yes, that's what it means. It's like a dorm room. Right, but it could be fancy. It doesn't have to be. It could be fancy, but in in the dream, it wasn't particularly fancy. Oh, okay, okay. Because I was thinking some high-rise in London with lots of (laughs) special... Avengers Severance (laughs) Pay ain't gonna get you anywhere in London, mate. But yeah, so um, I'm still working at the National Justice Museum, and there's a new guy who started who is befriending me. Mm. We end up making quite good friends, and uh, one night he comes around to my studio flat, and he turns out that he's a bad guy. Oh. But not only is he a bad guy, he's a bad guy who was bald and wearing a wig. Well, there you go. His whole life is a lie. Now, I'm not actually sure what his motivations were. The dream wasn't quite clear on this. Did this man, in addition to wearing a wig, have on a lot of asbestos? <laughs> I've started talking about asbestos lady in my cave tours. Yeah, okay. Because for those who aren't aware, there is an asbestos man in the Marvel canon. <laughs> this is pre-learning about asbestos lady. Oh, okay. And this is something that I should add. In this universe, Scarlet Witch has died. Mm. So when she died, she passed all of her powers on to me. But without all of the red, fun, like, sparkly special effects. But, yeah, we get into a fight, and uh, it's quite a violent fight. And in the skirmish, my pigs disappear. Hmm. He's killed them. Are your pigs, like, your sidekicks? Are they fighting crime or no, have I you just, I just, irresponsibly no, just reg- brought them to the museum with <laughs> no, you no 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 because uh, we get into a fight in my apartment oh okay oh so they attacked you in your home not at the museum yeah, yeah. and um he's killed my guinea pigs ah this is like the beginning of john wick <laughs> yeah this is my devastating tragic backstory mm. And um, I'm enraged. I fucking love my guinea pigs, Chris. I don't know if you know this about me, but I fucking love my guinea pigs. And this guy, he fucks off after having killed them. Yeah, yeah. And 
likely gave them mesothelioma before he did it too. (laughs) (laughs) And killed them um, even before they had a chance to sue him. It's just, it's tragic. I know. It's awful, really. It's like, like he conspired to do it. But, um, yeah, so, um, I am now trying to find this guy and I go on an awful rampage. Many innocent people are killed as I try to figure out the information that I need to rescue and avenge my guinea pigs. This is the true Avengers storyline. Yes, you're actually avenging something. It's very on brand. Eventually, the Avengers hear about this. And um, they're all like the the B-grade Avengers, you know? Not like the original crew. Not like the OG Avengers. It's like Black Panther, Ant-Man... Uh, Benedict Bandersnatch, you know. The Pips, more or less. To Captain America's Gladys Knight. Yeah, so when they hear about my motivations... And this is the most confusing part of the dream for me, because I feel like, in my dream, Mm -hmm. they should have been super willing to go along with my motivations here. Yeah. Because it's my dream, it's taking place in my head. Besides, that's what friends do. It's just... it's. Yeah. And I guess... They would be your friends? I don't know. Are the Avengers friends or are they co-workers? Because you're not friends with the people you work with. Co-workers, I think. But yeah, so um, their response to my motivation is, so you're upset that he killed your guinea pigs and not that he's killed hundreds of innocent people. Yes, yes. That is very strange. And I'm just like, yeah. And they... uh, And they're bewildered. They they can't understand my, my logic here. Yeah. It's like, well... Are you going to help me or not? <laughs> to be fair, you could have just called one of those lawyers that has the infomercials on late night TV about mesothelioma, yeah. but uh, instead you ask Carol Danvers to help you, who is probably busy saving like a thousand other planets with a thousand other guinea pigs, only those guinea pigs are sentient. And people... Nah, Captain Marvel wasn't even there, oh, mate. Oh, okay. well, some kind of friend she is. Yeah, so... God. Yeah. But yeah, so, um, so we're searching around, and eventually... A location is decided for the grand epic showdown, right? And it is my favourite place in the world. Whitby. (laughs) More specifically, Whitby Abbey. Mm. And um, at this part in the dream, I was like, yeah, the Avengers have been to Whitby before, haven't they? Sure, who hasn't been to Whitby except everyone? And, And I think when I was thinking that, I think I meant New Asgard. It's a common mistake. Potato, potato, Whitby, New Asgard. Seaside town, you know? Yes. When I'm in Whitby, I consider myself basically in New Asgard anyway, so it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah so um, we decide to have this final showdown in Whitby, and then suddenly, out of nowhere, there's this flashback scene. And it gets quite emotional, because this is the flashback where Captain America and Scarlet Witch actually got married. Mm. And when she passed on her powers to me, she also passed on some of her emotional being. okay. Well, as long as she's not a Brexiter or something, then you should be fine. Yeah. So being in Whitby Abbey is a very emotional state for me. And as it's such an emotional state, I um, start to protest. Not because um, we're, like, violating any um, sanctuary or the sanctimony of Captain America's and Scarlet Witch's non-canon relationship or anything. But because, right? Because we can't destroy such a historic site. (laughs) I say that in the dream. We can't have the showdown here. Think of all the history 
in this abbey. Now I'm starting to see why this movie didn't get funded. There's a very, very small number of people who can relate to it. <laughs> like, not even your countryman, Benedict Cumberbatch, is going to defend the honor of Whitby Alley. And um, the Avengers are, again, uh, confused by my priorities, and they say, no, we're having it here. We've all agreed on this. It's just you. <laughs> and um, then we fight the big bad... We never learn his name. Mm, this bestest person. And Whitby Abbey gets destroyed. And um, at the end of the fight, I come to that dawning realization that Luna is still dead. Mm, it's a very tragic end. And it is a very tragic end. And it's got a message about vengeance. Which naturally went right over my head. And then I wake up for a minute. And then I wake up for a minute. Because it probably won't surprise you to hear that I had been drinking <laughs> yes. that night. Or every just, night. Just a couple of pints. I just had a couple of pints, you know. And um, when I drink, I'm a very uneasy sleeper. But I was able to go back to sleep. But when I go back to sleep, the dream has reset itself. And I'm lucid. Mm, time loop. So I, I start playing out the entire scenario again. I don't befriend the guy at work. I'm sat in my apartment with my guinea pigs. And uh, I'm trying to make sure that in this universe... Luna doesn't die. But then I wake up because my alarm goes off and I've got to go to work. Well, then it was a success. Luna didn't die. She didn't die. <laughs> the universe die. did, but... <laughs> but Luna's okay. But I can't explain to you how weird it is for me to be able to remember a dream like this. The only time I've been able to remember dreams and have such vivid dreams is when, I, when I've been on de- antidepressants. Mm. So to be able to remember that and remember it so vividly is very unusual for me. And it really struck a chord with me. Yeah, I mean, they do say that dreams can be training for your, like, fight or flight response. So perhaps this is preparing you for a situation where uh, you do meet... I inherit Scarlet yes, Witch's powers. And you do meet some evil supervillain at your new job. So just be on the watch. Who snatches his wig. Yes. Anytime a new employee signs on at the museum, start just grabbing their hair, just, like, checking to make you... Yeah. Just yanking. Just yanking. Just make sure, you know, and if uh, if it comes off, then you know. Then you know this is the guy. You need to start following him and... and Take him out before he takes exactly. out me and my pigs. Ask him how he feels about pets and guinea pigs in particular. And you'll just, just start, like, uh, psychoanalyzing him. It's, it's all completely legal. It's just, you know, your dreams told you to do it. It's perfectly logical. Yeah. I w- I've also read that dreams are, like, therapy for emotional drama that's going on in your life, so... So maybe your concern over Luna in your real life sort of manifested into a dream. I mean, that would make more sense than training for an actual... Yeah, that makes so much... <laughs> that makes so much sense. But it also could be your training for the eventual uh, supervillain invasion that is going to happen shortly. And yeah, the Battle way. of Whitby, you know. Either way, you're set. You're good. It's just the fact is that in my dreams... The concerns that I have and my motivations within that dream line up so perfectly <laughs> with me. Well, you are the one having the dream, I mean. It's like it's like my dream self isn't like this fucking Mary mm. Sue. It's literally just me with Scarlet Witch's <laughs> powers. <laughs> You're fully trained, though. You're a superhero. You're going to be all ready to uh, invade Area 51 with us on September 20th, so... <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of raiding Area 621 on the 20th of September, one million people have RSVP'd to a tent to storm Area 51. And I'm not entirely clear how many of them know it's a joke. 
Um, idiots. Well, it is a meme. I mean, I'm sure a good percentage of those people aren't actually going to visit Area 51 and get shot by the U.S. government. I don't know. You get some raw idiots, though. There are people who do believe that Area 51 does house the aliens, that we've been keeping them there, keeping them safe from us, I presume, because we're very, very good at uh, raiding things. I'm sure many of them listen to the same radio show I listen to every week because it's fun. I think this week they had a guest who was telling us uh, that airplanes, they actually drop like drugs to sedate us. So so watch out for those. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. I love these radio shows with all these crazy people on it. But apparently the planes in the sky that leave contrails are actually leaving chemtrails because, you know, chems for the drugs. And they're dropping it on us in order to sedate us and turn us into zombies. Well, it clearly isn't working. <laughs> so if on the next pod we just start moaning and groaning, then it, it's pretty much, yeah. It's pretty much the fact that we've probably gotten drunk an episode early. But yeah, going back to Area 51, you can actually look up the plans for the invasion on the Facebook group, which you've kindly uploaded for me here. Yeah, I've uploaded the top <laughs> secret plans to our little yes, Discord Yes, and you're, you're going to actually have to run like Naruto to avoid the bullets, apparently. That's how you're going to get into Area 51. Yeah. And for those who aren't familiar, it's kind of like you, you like hunch over and have your, your arms pinned back. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone knows what Naruto running is. I don't... I've never watched Naruto, and I still know what Naruto <laughs> running is. Has it entered the public uh, consciousness? It's like one of those things that people yes. just know. It's like Taylor Swift. You know, you just know yeah. who Taylor Swift is. You know how to Naruto run. <laughs> Have you practiced that? Is this something you anticipate practicing in your next dream? No. How are you going to dodge the bullets? I then? may have dreams about murdering people on behalf of my guinea pigs, but that's well, that's one too far. I've got Scarlet Witch's <laughs> powers, mate. I don't need Did shit. Did she also bequeath uh, you her motorcycle? Because that would also be kind of cool. No. That's kind of lame. No, I was just, just flying around England. No- nothing in terms of just yeah. like physical stuff. <laughs> None of her clothes. <laughs> I stole her coat. Oh, I stole okay. her coat. Her badass leather yeah, trench coat. Because I think you would have a case there in terms of just walking into her closet and taking her things. I mean, you have her powers. I mean, it's... Yeah, who's going to stop me? But, I mean, also from a legal standpoint, I mean, what better way to convince the judge and jury that you are her rightful heir than the fact that she gave you her power? She didn't give it to any of her relatives. They don't have any... Yeah. Because the twin yes. brother's dead. And whatever her will says, I mean, she might have left, like, her motorcycle to Captain America in her will, but I think you have a stronger case having her powers. It just it just makes sense that you would get the motorcycle and the next role. Wait, hang on. Are you confusing Scarlet Witch and oh, Black Widow? Oh, maybe. Who's Scarlet Witch? The ginger one that isn't <laughs> Scarlet Johansson. Wait, are we talking about Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen? What? No, Black Widow doesn't have any powers. If you're thinking about Scarlett Johansson... Well, I think because you said Scarlet, that confused me. Don't you blame <laughs> me for your shitty fucking Marvel Universe knowledge. Who's, is Scarlet Witch in the movies? Yes! She's yeah, fucking so then she's fucking, she's fucking Mary-Kate Ashley Olsen, right? No, she's not. She's 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 not. No. Oh, Elizabeth Olsen. Who's she no? played by? 
Oh shit, she is she is played by one of the Olsen twins. Not Olsen twin. Uh, one of the Olsen ah, relatives. Ah, there you go. She's an Olsen. The one that's not the twin. Ah, that's right though. Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. There you go. So close enough. <laughs> she's one of the she's the good actor in the family. Is she younger than the twins? I think ah, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so there you go, Elizabeth Olsen. Okay, so now we're on track. Now I know she is. Okay, so she has powers. Okay. Yeah, she's she's the one. She doesn't have a motorcycle. She's basically like Elle. That's Black Widow. Yeah, but with long sort of reddish mm. hair. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, she did have a twin brother. She, I don't know if she has any other relatives. So there you go. You get all her stuff. Well, in the comics book universe, I think her father is actually um, uh, Magneto. Mm. Yeah, but he kind of lost claim to any of her stuff the moment he decided to, I don't know, <laughs> become a terrorist or whatever. <laughs> Speaking of L, should we talk about Stranger Things? Stranger Things. How did you enjoy uh, this season, I guess? Or what are your thoughts on this season? So much more than season two. Yeah, it was a lot better, I think. It was just a more enjoyable watch. Like, I was more engaged watching it. With season two, it was a slog. But with um, this season, I was like, I want to watch the next episode. I want to watch the next episode. It was tighter. Like, I think season two, they were having all these different threads with Elle's past and everything. Here, I mean, they kept it within a certain circle. Like, everything was centered around them all. And you had just a tighter theme overall. I kind of enjoyed how they also gave the grown-ups the opportunities to be heroes for for once. I mean, it would have been kind of a bit redundant if Elle saved the day again, you know. And Elle losing her powers at the end and sort of becoming just like a normal kid. Because I guess the the theme from earlier on was like that you can't rely on the grown-ups. They're always fucking things up. And it's a theme from like a lot of 80s movies that are centered around kids. But in this one, yeah. like Hopper and uh, Joyce came through and it's kind of punctuated at the end by like Hopper's note to Elle and that, you know, like he, he knows that she she's going to have like a rough life and she's going to have to learn and make mistakes, but that he's always there to support her. So I just thought, yeah, overall, I liked the 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 way the narrative played out and it, it was interesting all the way through. I think it was um one of the bigger risks that they took, especially considering the feedback that they got after the um, last mm. season, was um, introducing new characters. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that I was gushing over Robin far too much um, in the last episode of the podcast. <laughs> I like Robin. But when you compare the introduction of Robin to the introduction of, was it eight oh, in yeah, season yeah. two? They did a better job it's with Max. But... so much more organic so much more interesting max becomes more multi-dimensional and she was introduced very well in the second season as well i can't mm. deny that but robin was honestly the best thing about this show mainly because before the latter section of the series i was like oh yeah let's get let's get let's get them together <laughs> yeah yeah let's get steve and robin together oh my god they're so cute woo 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 and um then the uh, bombshell was dropped. She's yeah. a lesbian. And honestly, I think that she's one of the more realistic depictions of an LGBT character that you get in just general media because that was the way that they wrote her in that she's not first and foremost a gay woman. Mm-hmm. She's a character first. Her sexuality is secondary to it. It's also sort of like a play on the certain archetype of the the nerdy girl who's obsessed with the... I mean, she literally used that word, obsessed, with 
be like yeah. star quarterback, star of the high school, the prom king, more or less, right? And instead, they yeah. said, okay, this is that aspect is not going to define this person. I mean, I I know it it sort of influences part of her character, how her character was built, but we're not going to have this woman sort of defined by her love of a man. It's going to be defined by her no. like character, and I like that. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a cool like twist that they put on it. It was just a really good way of doing it, really. It was a really nice way of evolving their relationship and showing that Steve has changed from season one. It's constantly re-illustrating his character mm-hmm. progression. Because could you imagine Steve from, Steve from season one <laughs> reacting in the same way to being rejected as Steve in season three? No, because you know what he did when he got rejected? He fucking tried to beat up Jonathan and vandalise the cinema saying that Nancy was a And slut. it had to be heartbreaking, too. I mean, you know, he... It was yeah. just, and something that, like, you know, I guess he, he said wouldn't have been able to accept in season one, but he's kind of just matured as a human being now. He's like respects her boundaries more or less, and her sexuality. So it's just, yeah, it was well done, I thought. And going to the end, I guess, I mean, it's pretty obvious that Hopper is still alive, right? Yeah. Do you think he just like went into the upside down? What I'm believing and what I believe the general consensus is, is that in that last scene that he was mm-hmm. in, he vanishes before the machine mm-hmm. explodes. He's gone through the gate. Oh, okay, see, yeah, that was the thing. They, they're saying that like he possibly went to upside down, survived in there, and then the Russians probably pulled him out. And that's why they mentioned the American yeah. at the end. It's just, yeah, there's no way he's gone. It's just... It's just no. I did also enjoy his fights with like the Terminator guy that I mean it's it's a bit cliche yeah. that he looks very much like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's pretty much skinny Arnold, but <laughs> He's skinny Arnold. Scarnold as you said. Scarnold Schwarzenegger. Do you think it would have been a little off putting if they had got the actual Arnold Schwarzenegger to play that role? I think a little bit too on the nose. Is it good that they got a uh, discount Arnold Scarnold? I think it was just funny because the entire season was, I believe, more than the previous seasons, more jam-packed with references to Mm. other films, like Invasion of... The Body Snatchers. What was it? The Thing? Yeah. Body Snatchers, uh, The Thing, just... Never-ending story. Yeah. (laughs) That was very on the nose. I didn't... I didn't need a full two minutes taken out of the episode to hear Never-Ending Story, which I've never seen, by the way. There was some, like tension there it's like when is she gonna stop you realize that the fate of the world is on the line right she probably ended up getting copper killed by taking all that time well not killed but yeah hey yeah 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 don't you blame the girl she has been stood up by her boyfriend for like the last week unintentionally it's not her fault you can't blame her for that well it's not her fault yeah but the internet the internet's blaming oh, her oh really yeah they're being vicious about this poor little girl saying that he killed her oh no 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 no, I was making a joke, but no, not not seriously. She didn't know. She didn't know. It's not her fault. You know what? <laughs> yeah. it, any number of thing, if Hopper just counted to two instead of three. Yeah, you know? exactly. Besides, Hopper is not dead. <laughs> yeah, he's not dead anyways. Come on, guys. Don't blame don't blame the kid. Yeah. You know who is dead is uh, Alexi. Alexi is a star on the internet. <laughs> Alexi was a fucking gem. Now, I consider myself somebody who loves a good slush, right? Mm. A little slush puppy here and there. Delicious. Um, this is something that I need to ask you, actually. On the subject of Alexi and slush. So Cineworld has got the um, icy 
brand of slushies in. Have you ever had that before? Yes, been a while, but I've had icy. It's the one with the polar bear on it. Yeah, right? I would uh, just like to say to the entirety of the American sl- establishment that that is not fucking slush. That is not what we call slush, guys. No, it's awful. To be fair, I think he was drinking a Slurpee, which is like the 7-Eleven version, but I don't know if it's all that different. I mean, it's both just fucking... It's just on the topic of slush, really. But it is not a slush. There's something wrong about it. The texture to it is too smooth. Mm. A proper slush, you eat it, you know? You drink bits of it, you eat bits of it. It's really, really fun. The icy, no. Well, that would be more like shaved ice. Wouldn't it? Shaved ice versus like a Slurpee. It's like a different kind of thing. No, because a slush, right? You want the... You need it to have the robustness for you to be able to scoop out a little bit. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, But you need it to have... But you need it to have the slurpiness to slurp it. The icy, it's just liquid. It's just fucking liquid. Yeah, yeah. If you like Google shaved ice, it's like has this texture. I think like... Because we have this too. It's just... It's not in... No, that's not the right... That's not the right texture for slush okay so it's, so it's different than a snow cone that's the word I was it's between the shaved ice and the ice okay and the icy. so it's not like a snow cone it's yeah the icy is uh, too smooth that looks too rough mm, so what you have is in between yes and the icy was an absolute abomination which ruined my viewing experience of spider-man far from home <laughs> anyway alexi i loved alexi he was the most innocent, pure, sweet character in the show. His relationship with the conspiracy theory theorist was absolutely adorable. They made the best of friends. And his, yeah, I mean, his death was actually heartbreaking. Yeah. The whole thing is kind of like a parallel of, I guess, the just the, the space race and the arms race in like 1980s Russia and America. And you would have a lot of movies in the 80s where they kind of frame these, the Russians as like this evil, yeah. like communist force. And so it was nice to kind of have uh, those two, you know, come together and just be friendly, even though they're like on opposite sides, more or less, and are supposed to hate each other. But yeah, I really liked Alexi's interactions with, with the group. I mean, there's that famous scene where he's he's pissed off at Hopper because he got him like a, a strawberry Slurpee instead yeah. of cherry. And to be fair, cherry is so much better as a flavor, I think, yeah. for Slurpees than strawberry. So, you know, he had a gripe. Agreed. Hopper, as an American, should have known what he was doing. But yeah. But Hopper doesn't. No, no. he just he's... <laughs> Hopper was just a, a ball of rage through most of the season. What do you think of them moving out of town and what that means for the future? I think it means that the next episode is going to take, the next series is going to take place in, at Christmas. Mm. Christmas or Thanksgiving. That they're going to be back in yeah. town. See, I, I'm i like, what I mentioned last week, I'm like, <laughs> I feel like they need to have focus on a new set of kids or a different town. Or it's, it's just, it's at this point, it, the PTSD has got to be through the roof. It's the, the trauma has got to be too much for these kids. I actually feel sorry for them that they if they would have to go through this again. It's like I want them to have a normal life, just peaceful, with no fucking upside down and no just fucking mind flayers attacking Will. It's just, it's just I, I don't know. I feel for the kids. Yeah, that's they've gone through a lot. Bless them. At some point, I feel like this show could do with just like having different kids and having a fresh start. And because how many numbered uh, children are there that have like the special powers? Well, eight is an adult, so the nearest one to eleven would be ten, and I'm assuming that she's adult aged as well. 
Well, they could have new kids. They could have 12, 13. No, because 11 is the last one. Oh. Well, what if they rebooted? The American could also be Dr. Brenner. They mentioned Yeah, I do have... think that it'd be Dr. Brenner, who's the American. Yeah. I like the idea that Hopper's stuck in the Upside Down and they've got Brenner in a cell. Yeah, I mean, they could also go with a complete reboot. Uh, halt and Catch Fire did this where they went from the 80s to the 90s. Like, you could also do that. You could go to the 90s, have a new set of kids, have the Russians sort of have made this their own special-powered kid. And, yeah, there's ways you could go with it without, like, causing Will more trauma because I do think at some point they're getting to that age where not only they're, it loses the charm of that, the adolescent charm, they're also going to kind of split apart and go their different ways. That's kind of what happens as you grow up. It's kind of sad, but a lot of children, like you don't stay friends with your childhood friends forever. So it is it is kind of, I don't know. I don't know how much they can squeeze out of this lemon. Yeah. I do feel like them moving is kind of a signal that that might happen, but I don't know. It's, it's likely they'll just bring all the band back together one more time. <laughs> yeah, I think four series... And then that should be the roundup, because mm. surely by the end of the fourth series, um, they should be adults by then. Yeah, and then they could have their own set of kids. I don't know. Like if you went to the '90s, you could do that. But uh, they have a lot of time to play with. But then it because the series is so based on nostalgia, it has to be nostalgia for something. Like they couldn't do the show in 2018, and it just wouldn't be the same. So there's there is a limit to where how far in the future they can advance. But I think the '90s are still fair territory people to i mean as a 90s kid i'd love to see the 90s being represented in such a nostalgic manner but maybe not <laughs> we got some bad fashion in the 90s that's a bad fashion in the 80s too yeah but yeah it's all good but yeah so you think it's gonna i go think back. i think they can flog this horse once more before it dies <laughs> you're gonna bring the kids back there's gonna be a final showdown with the mind flayer maybe Elle gets her powers back at the yeah. end and then, hey, everybody is happy, finally. Yeah. Because Hawkins, I think, as a town, is just going. They're gonna. Going they might to be the next. Yeah, they're gonna be the next town that gets raided by this million people who are gonna raid Area Fifty One. Yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be the next target after we invade and find the aliens. The next place is gonna be Hawkins. I think Hawkins point, will be first. Hawkins will be like the dry run. I mean, yeah. If you can evade bullets, what's a demogorgon to a bullet? Yeah. Bullets are way faster, so. But yeah, that's probably it for Stranger Things for a while. Uh, is there any other show that you're interested in watching? Um, what was the show that um, we got suggested to by, I think it was Adam on the Discord? By Pix. Hot Zone. Mm, that sounds interesting. I would be happy to try out Hot Zone just for an episode or two. Sure, why not? Yeah, we'll figure it out. I'm sure something yeah. in gaming will happen. And that will be episode 99, and that will prep us for, for 100. Episode 100. So We're getting there. It's been a very fast five years. Yeah. But yeah, uh, stay tuned for that next week, and we'll, we'll see, see you then. then. Bye-bye. Bye.